0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob and Ches Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com
1: Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Out of the Week Valentine's Day is just around the corner So shop now with BubbleGenius.com And pick up their Fresh Pick Suds Flower Soap Gift Pack A selection of pretty flower soaps and a host of delicate floral scents, and you can carry your flower soaps with you in an adorable little reusable vinyl bag. Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code BOBANDCHEZ, that's B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. China.
0: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Hey, McFly,
2: what do you think you're doing? Hey, I'm talking to you, McFly, you Irish bug. Oh, hey, Biff, hey, guys, how are you doing? you got my homework finished, McFly? Uh... Well, actually, I figured since it wasn't due till Monday... Hello?
1: Hello? Anybody home? Hey, think,
0: McFly.
2: Think. I gotta have time to recopy it. Do you realize what would happen if I hand in my homework and your handwriting? i will get kicked out of school. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Would you? Well, now, of course not, if no, I wouldn't no. want that to happen. So what are you looking at, butthead? Hey, Biff gave all of this guy's life preserver. Dork thinks he's
1: gonna
0: drown. Yeah.
2: So, uh, how about my homework, McFly? Uh okay, Biff. Well, I'll, uh,
1: I'll finish that on up tonight, and then I'll uh, bring it over first thing tomorrow morning.
2: Okay, not too early. I sleep in Sunday. Oh, McFly, your shoes on tight. Don't be so gullible, <laughs> McFly. Okay. I don't want to see you in here okay.
0: again. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> bye, bye. Happy New Year. The Bob and Ches Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: <laughs> is this working is this am i on yeah you're on do, do i sound okay is my voice alright? Everything good i i think i think i'm ready to roll <laughs> it, it is thursday oh i haven't laughed yet when i start laughing it's gonna sound like a, a like babe ruth after the tracheotomy or something like that It is Thursday, January 5, 2017, and this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska, and that is Chez Pazienza sitting right over there. Hey there. Hey, how you doing? Wrong! Got some new new sounds for the new year. Got got this one, of course. Wrong! And then the uh, Lex Luthor version. Wrong! Thank you very much. We are brought to you, as always, by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you need a lawyer, better call Bow. Or just head over to thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Chez. Or you can click the link of the podcast page and get free legal advice. Very, very important in the age of Trump. Chez, we are now on day 68 of the Trump crisis. And I have decided to uh, not refer to... uh, this uh, this era as the Trump presidency or the, the Trump administration or the Trump years I'm just going to refer to it as the Trump crisis.
2: Yeah, that works.
1: <laughs> I think that's the uh, remember that's when the you best watched the West thing.
2: Wing and everybody in it was so hyper competent. Everybody who worked in the West Wing. Yep. Omarosa is going to work in the West Wing. You know, I was just going to mention a reality that. show villain. Yep. Is going to work in the White House.
1: And we predicted it, didn't we? I mean, we talked about oh, yeah. this. We, like, yeah, we did. Months ago, we talked about, like, Secretary of State Omarosa. Well, she's not going to be the Secretary of State. She's going to be, like, uh, what, Director of Outreach or something like that? She's going to be <laughs> going around, you know. I t- I thought that was Trump's job. I thought Trump's job was to uh, present a public face That's for his, his Twitter uh, feed is. for his ongoing crisis. We've got lots to talk about. And I'm glad you mentioned the, uh, the Twitter feed, but... Uh, because there's lots of tweets that have come up over the last uh, week and you a half. You called
2: Chuck Schumer a clown this morning. Yeah. Now, we can we can call Chuck Schumer a clown. We can call. Yeah. I just I just completely lambasted Mitch McConnell for being a shameless, <laughs> hypocritical piece of shit. But the President of the United States doesn't call. Members of Congress, a clown. Yeah. Well, well no, I, no, no. I'm sorry. That's the way it used to be. It's not now. The president not, not of the United States does. Yeah, he's got to have a name
1: Right, and and so now every other president is going to be calling names like like Trump does. It's. I mean, again, you open a tradition like this, and it just keeps going. It's like what's happening with the Democrats right now, which I'm grateful for, but it's an extension of what the Republicans started during the Obama years, which is Chuck Schumer was on Rachel Maddow the other night. And uh, this is going to lead nicely into our discussion of Obamacare, which will be going on and on and on and on. But uh, on uh, Rachel Maddow the other night, Chuck Schumer basically said no. I mean, unless Trump nominates a Supreme Court nominee who uh, we approve of, meaning the Senate Democrats, and the Republicans approve of, meaning the Senate Republicans, uh, unless those things happen, they're going to just filibuster every Republican uh, nominee, every Trump nominee for the Supreme Court and other judicial posts.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you know, Josh Marshall put it best. You know, he said he basically said that Chuck Schumer's implication is, you know, it, it's going to have to be somebody mainstream, which is not. It's an incredibly toothless thing to say. Yeah. Because when we're talking about Trump, what he's basically saying is, well, you know what? This is this fucking idiot. As long as he doesn't nominate <laughs> Meatloaf, he'll be OK.
1: Right. Right. Well, I mean, Meatloaf's just around the corner. It's going to be Supreme Court justice meeting. I mean, we predicted Omarosa. I mean, why not?
2: Yeah, that's the other thing you're going to start seeing, as you see with, as you see now with Omarosa. You're going to start seeing these these positions created out of fucking nothing.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah.
2: oh, head of outreach. Right. How is that?
1: Have you noticed that they're not using the word czars anymore in the yeah. Trump context? Of course. It's been every, I mean, every time there's a new incoming president and they're assembling their team, all of the policy advisors have been referred to as czar. "like this." Oh, this this policies and that policies are.
2: Right. It was always, like you've said many times, it was always a BS designation. It was meaningless. It was yeah. just, you know, may, you could you could you know easily transpose that into head of this, head of that, whatever. I mean, was yeah, just it's poli- it's meaningless political lingo.
1: Yeah, I mean, you at least think that uh, Trump might have a czar for China, like a, <laughs>
2: a China czar. It's more appropriate
1: for Trump than any other previous president because. Here's Trump, just defending Vladimir Putin whenever he gets a chance. I mean, I, I can't even. It's like Trump's best friends now seem to be Julian Assange and Vladimir Putin. Those are the people who seem to be supporting Donald Trump more than anyone else, including the people who actually voted for Donald Trump. And we're going to be talking about that and in a bit. And too. I'm
2: already getting on Twitter. By the way, I'm already getting the the idiots who are responding and saying. Well, how do you, you know, show me proof that Russia interfered? And yeah. I, it's as simple as saying the, th- this number of U.S. intelligence agencies say so. The, on the other side, you have Vladimir Putin and Julian Assange. Yeah. And I'm going to trust our own intelligence agencies over Assange and Putin. So this is what he
1: tweeted the other day. It was on uh, the 30th of December. And, and since it's our, our first show back from break – and, uh, and horrendous illness, <laughs> which I just, there was no way I was getting out of bed on Tuesday. I was just a shivering, coughing, wheezing, feverish mess on Tuesday. I really, really apologize for missing that show, because I was really looking forward to getting back in the swing of things, especially to talk about tweets like this. Donald Trump uh, wrote on Twitter, great move on delay by Vladimir Putin. I always knew he was very smart.
2: You yeah. did. Yeah, you have a guy who basically just took the side of the leader of a hostile nation yeah. over the president of the United States. Yeah. And when you break it down, that, that's exactly what he did. And that's that's unconscionable. Yeah. And I saw I don't know if this was recently or if this was during the campaign.
1: Uh, Trump just declaring in front of his uh, his throng of idiots that he loves WikiLeaks. So it's like, good Lord, is there any doubt that Donald Trump, after he's inaugurated, is going to pardon uh, Julian Assange? Is going to give Julian Assange some sort of safe haven inside the United States? Obviously. I mean, if not giving Julian Assange some sort of post in the Trump administration, maybe Julian Assange will be like czar of leaks and douchebaggery or something like that (laughs) in the forthcoming Trump crisis. Good God. God. One thing after another. Great move on delay by Vladimir Putin. I always knew
2: he was very smart. God. Just kissing kissing ass with our enemy. That's that's just God, Reagan is turning over in his grave. Yeah. Um, well, I mean,
1: why aren't mm, Right now, there are hearings going on. And uh, because I've been prepping for the show and we're doing the show now, I can't be, uh, you know, multitasking over to C-SPAN and and watching all of the the hearings as they happen. But I'm really, really hoping that that, uh, John McCain and lindsey graham strength are uh are giving them hell i just really laying into the trump administration during these hearings of the trump administration he hasn't even been inaugurated yet wrong that's the thing that's so staggering to me is that we're talking about donald trump as if he's been president for the last two years or something like that there have been so many things and he hasn't even been inaugurated yet yeah. you know when michael moore said uh Back, I, I don't know. Maybe it was a couple of weeks after the election. He said that uh, the the chaos is going to be flying like one thing after another. It's going to be whipping by our heads before we can keep track of it, and and that appears to be happening. It's just it's the endless tennis ball machine of the Trump administration. The Trump crisis continues to uh, smack us with uh, tennis balls of awfulness. Good God! Oh, and you know, I I mentioned this. On Twitter, uh, but it's uh, it's worth repeating here on the show. We we're both fans of Anthony Bourdain, and he, I was watching just for the sake of uh, of research and entertainment. I the other night I watched the uh, Russia episode of uh, Parts Unknown, and yeah. it was it's on uh, Netflix. and uh, And Bourdain was hanging out, just arrived in Moscow, sitting in the lobby of his hotel with his. Uh, his buddy, his fixer guy, who's like Eastern European, I forget right. his name, uh, and and they're they're taking vodka shots, right? They're they it must have been four or five vodka shots, and Bourdain, they started talking about Putin, and Bourdain uh, mentioned that Putin, and again, this is 2014, this is uh, almost three years ago. Anthony Bourdain compared Vladimir Putin to Donald Trump. That's he basically amazing. he basically just said that Vladimir Putin is Donald Trump, but much shorter.
2: Yeah, all of all of his adventures with Zamir are always really fun. Zamir, yes, thank Zemir, you. Yeah, Zamir's Zemir. awesome, and they yeah. they just drink and drink and drink. Yeah, exactly, and that's but what yeah, they did. I, that's, a, that's that's Roger funny. I, I've seen that episode, and I I can't I don't remember hearing that, but
1: wow, God, yeah. It's almost is, as if God damn it. I mean, it was creepy because it was almost as if was, he knew that Trump was gonna run for president. And again, this is twenty fourteen filmed on location. Maybe in twenty thirteen it was shot, uh and then aired in twenty fourteen. But he even turned to the camera as if he knew something that we did And I'm sure he didn't. He just made a really great prediction. Uh kind of projecting the idea of Donald Trump emerging. As a national leader in the United States, and someone who is uh, kind of compared to and is aspirational with <laughs> Vladimir Putin, said, so, "Yeah, yeah, Very you know, who, uh, Putin's kind of Putin's kind of like Trump." <laughs> it's like, wow, that's incredible. I mean, I, I had to double check the date because it was so uh, it was so spot on. But anyway, um, so yeah, so Trump is uh, uh, repeatedly uh, just just about every day giving Vladimir Putin uh, more wet sloppy. B- as many as he can, as okay. many as he can work out with his little anus mouth. Uh, and, and on top of all of this, on top of basically defending American sovereignty, which is going to be a major part of the Trump crisis. The next four years is going to be about a lot of us who are ensconced in the political discussion, defending American sovereignty against our own president. Yeah. It's just a staggering thing to consider that uh, everything that he's doing right now is, is a threat to American sovereignty and a, and a threat to His very to existence
2: in that position is a threat to American sovereignty. Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't even been inaugurated yet. No, he's, I mean, that's, that's the best part of all of this. I, yeah. A piece I wrote today for Banter Magazine, it's basically about how I, I've been drinking too much. I've genuinely... <laughs> it's, I, Hanging out with Samir? D- don't laugh. It's not funny. I've been drinking way too much. <laughs> Um,
1: I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. And it's it, funny. I I gotta laugh. And it uh, and it's it's like it's basically about just how I mean you can read my stuff and see it and I've had people yeah. comment on it. There's no humor anymore. I'm just fucking angry. Yeah. I'm angry and I'm depressed and mm-hmm. and yeah. You know what? I've been dropping out and and it just you know especially since the you know since the TV show ended and I, you know I've had some time on my hands. I can do whatever I want. That um, yeah. You know what? I've just and it it's scary because we haven't even got like you said we haven't even gotten to election we haven't even gotten to uh, inauguration day yet he's not president yet yep. and it is this daunting thing that's upcoming it's this car crash that's going to happen when we hit january 20th and on day 1 mm-hmm. he has all of this insane crap he says he's going to do oh, yeah. and it's just within you know no matter what he says and does up until now and up until the 20th, he still has – Obama may be a lame duck, but he's still a sober, serious person who can clean up Trump's dumbass messes. Uh-huh. But on the 20th, all of that goes away and this lunatic is in charge. This man-child is in charge and that's oh, – yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah. It scares the hell out of me and nope. I'm, I am like – I'm just furious about it. I'm really fucking pissed. Yeah yeah and, I, and so I've been dropping out more than I should, and I know that
1: and and even while sitting here uh, hacking up a lung and shivering and sweating for a couple of days, which I mean I, I feel about ninety five percent right now. My voice is not a hundred percent, but I feel like I'm healthy again, which is great, but for a, a couple of days there, I was really bad off, but I still had the energy to tweet, so I was on Twitter, and maybe some of my angriest tirades ever. on on Twitter. I just, I wasn't holding back. There was just no quarter. In fact, at one point.
2: Yeah. And that's it. Exactly. That's it. You know what point I've reached? I've reached a point now where I'm almost ready to step into the comment section of banter. Like I usually don't read the comments. I really don't. But when, you know, occasionally when somebody, anybody who still has the to give me the, you know, Hillary Clinton, neoliberal shell, which by the way, still happens. I have like, I have, I have to hold myself back from, from honestly just writing, please kill yourself. Please, the world is the world is far, far too nuanced yeah. for you. You you really can't handle it, and you need yeah. to kill yourself. Yeah,
1: and I just noticed, uh, what's this article? Did it, this just, yeah, this must have just gone up. <laughs> you just posted an article on Banter called, f*** you, Mitch McConnell. Yeah,
2: that's it. That's all I've got left. I'm just, I'm just, it's rage. <laughs> right. It's not even funny, it's just anger.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, yesterday there was this guy, um, his name was—I uh, will just mentioned on the show because I don't care. His name was Randy Pickney, and he was uh, on Twitter, claimed to be an insurance broker based in Southern California, trying to tell me that Obamacare insurance rates or Obamacare has forced health insurance rates to go up fivefold in California, which is a complete lie. And he just—he kept insisting on this in, in piss poor grammar, but at the same time, insisting that he ran this this company. And I went I, I, and I was so pissed off at this guy um, for spreading misinformation, especially to his alleged clients about Obamacare, that I just started doxing him. I just start, I went to Yelp, found his company on Yelp, posted his company uh, oh. the, the website to his his company page on Yelp on Twitter, and then posted the link to his website and so and then just let my people go after him. Huh. I just hear this is for
2: you yeah and, and that's, then they' that's just went funny because that's something. Thing that i always thought was such a cop-out first of all i hate yeah. twitter we know that and i, no, I, I hate it more and more now no, I know. when you consider the damage it's done <laughs> the almost singular damage that that facebook and twitter have done yeah. to our discourse and where we are now as a oh, country yeah,
1: yeah we're going to talk but, about uh, fake news here in a minute
2: yeah but uh but yeah i'm i'm i used to never i used to think that that was like cheating to basically just retweet somebody and turn your you know turn your uh, um your fans or your followers or whatever the if you want to call them? Yep. Turn them on uh, on that person, but there have been times, when, like when, like when H A Goodman does something for, for when he when he was still a thing, that's when I was like, yeah, you know what? Like I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna retweet you and just let everybody dive in. <laughs> yeah, and
1: and it's not like I, I say, okay, now everybody get them. I just right. I tweet this information out, and I'm like, right. and oh, that's all you need. I was like, oh, your customers might be interested to know that your uh, all of your opinions on healthcare are ideologically driven, and you're demagoguing Obamacare to them. Yeah, they might be interested to hear that on Yelp. Put <laughs> the Yelp link. You know, I thought I'd never do I'd never do something like that. Prior to this, I've never done anything like that. But it's like I mean, I'm in this mode right now because I have an insurance policy through Obamacare. Obamacare goes away, or if uh, the uh, the insurers just drop out of the individual marketplace because the Republicans are playing grab ass with healthcare, I'm out of I'm out of luck. I'm out of luck. The only reason I have insurance is through is because of Obamacare and the pre-existing condition language in the law. That allows me to have insurance. And, and without it, I'm screwed. So it's going to be, I mean, I am pulling out all the stops. I have been posting, uh, uh, for example, Paul Ryan has been conducting a phone survey about the ACA, yeah. about Obamacare. You can call him at 608-752-4050 again that's 608-752-4050 let him know wait for the prompts i think it's you dial you hit 1 and then 1 again or something like that and then it uh, takes you to a voicemail mailbox I, what i'm hearing though is that his phones are clogged and and the voicemail box is uh, is full so give it some time i've heard some people are getting through but this is his uh, Wisconsin office i believe and uh, so I'm going to be doing things like that. And, and, it's, and it's so important. It's so crucial because, again, 20 million lives are at stake. We're talking about millions more on top of that. If some of the insurance companies decide, hey, you know what? We're out entirely. We don't need, even need to be on the individual market anymore. We can make all our money through employer-based coverage in these group plans. Why even bother with all of these individuals? So screw it. We're out. And they bail out. And we're all screwed. I mean, that's entirely possible. In fact, that's very likely. If the Republicans decide to repeal first, and then delay for a, you know a, a period of I don't know what four years, they're going to delay the actual repeal taking place. So they'll say, okay, we're going to we're signing the Donald Trump. I'm signing the repeal on January twentieth or whatever it is. Did you? I think the deadline is January twenty seventh, according to this budget resolution that was passed the other day. And then if they say, well, then we're not going to have an official repeal until four years from now, and that's when we'll have a replacement plan, all the insurance companies are going to drop like flies. They'll be like, so long, suckers. We're out of here. And they're going to be done. And they're going to be done. And the rest of us will be done. Even Trump, I mean, Trump voters think they're immune from all of this, and they're not. They're not. We're going to talk about uh, the the, uh, coal miners. Who are now panicked. They all voted for Donald Trump. Donald Trump's going to save the coal mining industry. So they voted for Donald Trump. Now they're realizing that if Donald Trump repeals Obamacare, they're going to lose their black lung benefits, right? which were passed via Obamacare. Lots of interesting things in the law that most people don't know about. And I blame the Republicans and the Democrats for that. The Democrats have done a terrible, terrible, terrible job, and especially the Obama White House. And everyone knows how much of a supporter of Obama I've been. But the Obama White House has done a horrible job of educating the public. Horrible job. Not only in terms of, what, of how health insurance in general works, which is very, very complicated, right. but, but how the ACA improves that and improves their, the value of their purchase. I mean, the, the value of your health insurance plan, whether you have a plan through the Affordable Care Act or not, even if you have an employer-based plan, You have so many more benefits now because of the uh, Affordable Care Act that you didn't have before so that you're getting a much better value for your dollar than you were ever, ever before. And people don't realize this. Thanks, Democrats. All right, we're going to take a short break and come back with more show right after these words. Okay, it is Harry's Razors. Okay, so just before the show... I, I don't know, I waited the last minute to do this, but just before the show, I shaved using my new five-blade German engineered Harry's razor and, uh, and my Harry's shave gel, and I swear to God, I had to stop halfway through because it felt like there weren't any blades in the razor. The shave was that smooth. There's simply no way I'm going back to paying $32 for an eight-pack of store-bought blades in their stupid glass cases. I'm sticking with Harry's for blades that cost half the price of the leading in-store brands, and they're so much better harry's prices are already really low but we've worked out a special offer for you guys harry's will give you five dollars off your first order with the promo code b and c that's b a n d c for bob and Chez. stop overpaying for a great shave and start the new year off right go to harrys.com right now do it Now that's H A R R Y S dot com and enter the code B A N D C at checkout. Harry's is totally disrupting the shaving industry, and you can be a part of it. By the way, Harry's isn't just for guys. If you want a clean, smooth shave, ladies, try Harry's on your legs and armpits. And don't be surprised if you're if you're like me and you wonder whether there are actual blades in your Harry's razor. Again, go to harrys.com, enter the promo code B-A-N-D-C for $5 off your first Harry's shave. $5 off. Plus, you'll be supporting the show by taking good care of your face or legs with Harry's razors. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com.
0: The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome
3: back today.
1: Oh, so many things to talk about. The uh... the good news is that Trump is historically unpopular.
2: Wrong. <laughs> this... Yeah, but it's meaningless because who cares?
1: It yeah, it is meaningless.
2: You know, he's, you, you, uh, let's go back to Twitter and all of his haters and, you know, the people who don't support him, who lost so much.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, He doesn't care.
1: No, he doesn't care. He he and going and...
2: surround himself with sycophants. He's going to continue to do victory rallies with the, pe- you know, the people who like him. The, what, quarter of this country that voted for him? Something like that? Right. So, yeah.
1: yeah. The scary thing is they have the strategy now where anything they disagree with is now fake news.
2: Yeah, that's it. Exactly. It's fake news. It's not something that they, you know, Trump has unleashed the id. He basically he has made it clear to Republicans that that uh, and conservatives and anybody in the movement that if you hear something you don't like, well, you just disregard it. It yeah. doesn't matter whether it's true or not. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Best ask for evidence until the end of the world. And even when you're given evidence, just disregard it. Say, well, oh, that's not that's not trustworthy. Well, or, yeah, or I know what you're about to get into, which is to, to, you knew that you knew this is going to happen. The second that the fake news thing thing came up, you knew that assholes like Alex Jones and all of them were going to start calling out calling out like The Washington Post and The New York Times as fake news.
1: Yeah, exactly. Was, so fake news is now anything you disagree with. That That's yeah. how they're trying to define it. And, and we're going to talk about Jim DeMint on CNN with Carol Costello the other day. I mean, it was done the other day. It was, in fact, yesterday. But before I do that, I mean, Trump right now, historically unpopular. Uh, his numbers right now are at least uh, between, uh, let's say, 22 and 32 points lower than the average for the previous three presidents on all of these fronts. So prevents uh, uh, prevent major scandals in his administration. Trump Trump's number is 44%. The average, 76%. Use military force wisely. Trump, 47%. The average, 76%. Manage the executive branch effectively. Uh, People say, well, Trump's got a 53% chance of doing that. The average for previous three presidents, 81%. That's, again, previous three presidents, Obama, Bush, Clinton. Handle an international crisis. Trump's approval, 46%. The average, 71%. Work effectively with Congress to get things done. This is Trump's best number, 60%. Of course, it's a Republican Congress. But the average for the previous three presidents, 82%. Defend U.S. interests abroad as president, I don't know how he's getting this 55% number. Because, I mean, Putin, right. <laughs> Vladimir, see previous b- b- remark 55%, uh, the average for the uh, previous three presidents, 70%. So the deficits here between Trump and previous three presidents. 30 minus 32 minus 29 minus 28 minus 25 minus 22 minus 15. Trump right. historically unpopular, but of
2: course this is all fake. I mean it's Gallup. Yeah. But but it's fake. But that doesn't matter because Gallup's not <laughs> you can't trust polls. Again, right. you yeah. can't trust, you know, we uh Trump proved the polls were wrong. So oh, see, yeah. yeah, that's right. Exactly. He proves it. Polls are wrong. So, see, no, it's uh, and, and again, you've you've seen this crap turned around. I'm not kidding. When I said earlier, I've seen, you know, I've seen Republicans and and conservatives and the alt-right and all those yeah. calls call out, you know, the New York Times, CNN, The Post as fake news. Yeah, that's their idea of fake news. Basically, anything that says something they don't like. Well, so Jim
1: DeMint, who used to be uh, a, a senator, Republican senator from South Carolina. Yeah. Was on with uh, Carol Costello on CNN on Wednesday. He's now at the, uh, the Heritage Foundation, the think tank. And uh, he's there pu- pushing for a repeal of Obamacare, spreading all of this disinformation about Obamacare. And Carol Costello came back at him with numbers and projections from the Congressional Budget Office. Not from the Washington Post or MSNBC or Rachel Maddow or Ches Pazienza. She came at him with the Congressional Effing Budget Office numbers from maybe the most reputable source of statistics and projections on federal legislation in the entire country. And he called it fake news. Did he really call it fake news? He absolutely called it fake news. Here is uh, here's that segment a little bit. It's about a minute and a half from uh, yesterday on CNN
3: you're absolutely right. you're absolutely right that there are problems with Obamacare but there are also pluses for example and this is according to the nonpartisan congressional budget office and the Federal Reserve in Dallas um, preventative care provided by Obamacare paid for Obamacare saves money in health care costs overall in 2015 the cost of health care services increased 0.5 percent the typical price increase before Obamacare it was around three to four percent
1: by the way that's really important yeah. Really important because Donald Trump keeps tweeting out this uh, Phoenix number, 116% increase in uh, premiums right. in Phoenix. By the way, fact-checking that, it's actually 145%, I mean, which is much larger than what uh, what Trump is actually projecting, but he's cherry-picking because that's just the lowest-cost silver plan. If you go to the medium cost, the mid-range cost silver plan in Phoenix, Arizona, you know what the change is? In premiums from last mm. year to uh, this this year 2017, zero percent. No increase, no increase. Jeez. So and, and meanwhile, uh the subsidies for people buying a silver plan, people uh who fall below that uh that subsidy threshold went from zero dollars uh in twenty sixteen. To $300 in 2017. So there are more subsidies and only this one plan. So you could, what he's looking at is one silver plan in Phoenix, Arizona, and saying the entire law has to be struck down because of this, which is basically like saying if the Exxon station on your street corner decides to jack up gas prices to $5 a gallon, we should ban all gas stations. Yeah, That's the logic going on inside Trump's addled brain. Anyway, let's get back to Jim DeMann.
3: Obamacare will lower the deficit by $143 billion over the next 10 years. So there are pluses to Obamacare. So how do you keep the pluses and get rid of the minuses?
2: Carol, you can put all that under the category of fake news. I can tell you, we spent
3: almost according to $2 the congressional trillion budget on Obamacare. Office.
1: That's it. Fake news. Congressional Budget Office is fake. Unbelievable. That Congressional Budget Office is nothing but
2: fake news. What you got right there is some fake news. The important thing to keep in mind is that, first of all, If you're a a, a Trump voter, you're probably not watching CNN anyway. But if you are, you're watching just to be able to bitch about it later. And they're sitting here having all these numbers thrown at them. They have no idea what the Congressional Budget Office is. To them, you may as well be speaking Greek. Oh, yeah. They have no clue. And then when he just shoots it all down by saying, well, that good news about Obamacare, that's just fake news. They just get to go, (laughs) "Okay, then I don't have to worry about it. Right. So anything anything Jim DeMint disagrees
1: with, anything Donald Trump disagrees with, is fake news. Fake news. I mean, if, if we're at this point where news that you disagree with is automatically labeled as made up, we have nothing to talk about.
2: No, absolutely. It, it's, we, I've, how many times have we talked about this? If you, If we cannot agree on what's true and what isn't. If we are not going to the same well to draw our facts yeah. and merely formulating other opinions based on them, if we can't do that, we're done. We're history. Yeah. We cannot survive. We cannot survive when no one can agree what the what reality is. Right. So th-
1: this is a this is going to be uh, the kind of battle that we're unaccustomed to because not only are we going to have to defend and attack But we are going to have to defend and attack facts and misinformation, too, where it's not only saying, "Okay, well, we need to save Obama. Keep your tiny hands off my Obamacare, Trump, Biff. Um, So when you make a case, it's like, "Okay, well, here's Congressional Budget Office numbers. Well, those are fake news. Well, no, they're not. And then you have to go into this long extended Thing sure. about and how then
2: and then you you're, you're leaving out the other really important thing, which is that we have now flipped the uh, uh, we flipped the the Russell's teacup uh, thing. Did I get that right, Holden? You know, let me look that up. Uh, <laughs> seriously, day, I, I want to make sure I've got this right. I've never actually my heard fucking that. good reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've never actually. Oh heard no, of I know Russell's what it day. is. No, wait, it's wait. not. It's uh, Russell's. What the hell Russell's is it teacup. Called? Is it teacup? Russell's teacup. Let's see who's Russell's teacup. I want to make sure I got that right. <laughs> Russell's te- Russell's teapot. <laughs> Russell's teapot. That's it. I'm sorry. And this sounds crazy, but I wanted to make sure right. I got that right. Uh, <laughs> okay. what, what you're also leaving out is that we've kind of flipped the whole Russell's teapot thing, which basically is this postulation that says that the person making the outrageous claim, the burden of proof is on them oh, yeah. to present evidence for it. We've now flipped it around to where it's they make this outrageous claim and then we say, well, that's just not true. We'll prove it isn't true. Yeah. We're proving a negative. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh,
1: I was fighting this troll yesterday, and this troll had this troll's handle is America Begins One Twenty Sixteen. Oh
2: dear God! So it's like okay, first America. Of all, be- first of all, yeah, that's just so beautiful. There's a yeah. the up in it. I love yeah, it's that. A, t-
1: a typo in his handle. One Twenty Sixteen, which is last year, a right. year ago. And then when I said to him, I said, "You idiot." Your, your Twitter handle has a major typo in it. You're saying inauguration day was a year ago. And you know what he said? Eventually well first of, of all call, call me a snowflake, which is hilarious. Oops. And which is the new thing for the they just picked right. up on that. And uh, then the, th- the next thing he said was, well, oh, dear, I was referencing something else. Something else happened. I mean, oh, really? What happened on God's
2: sake? What happened on 1-2016, comrade? He's a, he's a dingbat, and he can't even <laughs> fucking accept
1: I reality. I know. I just, in fact, during the previous break, I just blocked him. <laughs> Finally, just blocked that guy. Yeah. Gave him way too much time because I've been summarily blocking. Uh, but see,
2: yeah, but see, again, that that's the thing. Like, yeah. I just. I, there is a part of me that thinks that I mean, granted, look, you can't stop progress, so it's a waste of time to to bitch about it. Yeah. But I mean, there's a huge part of me that was like, if if Twitter didn't exist, you know, that's I think that's one of those things that we would we would see much that we would have seen a much different result in the presidential campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Twitter Twitter is toxic. Tw- Twitter is a toxic swamp. Well, it I- really is.
1: I really believe that the reason Trump won, or one of the major reasons, obviously there are many reasons why Trump ended up winning the election, but I think one of the major reasons is, is he was meme-ready, I think he's yeah, he's the kind of candidate who is effective for social media, right. and he's the kind of guy who whose words and and images and things and awfulness you can circulate very easily on social yeah. media.
2: And that's the thing that you, God, that's the thing that you and I talked about at that uh, East Tennessee State University thing we did when 2013 was, yeah, 2013. was
1: it 2013? chess participates yeah. in panel,
2: yeah. That participates in panel, but yeah, when we participated in <laughs> panel and we were bitching about we were bitching about having just come off the 2012 election, we were. Bitching bitching about meme politics.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, it's, uh, the entire election was, was, uh, was predicated on meme politics. Trump's whole thing. Trump is establishing policy basically by memes, by, by tweets, for God's yeah. sake. Yep. Here's, here's what he tweeted on New Year's Eve. He said, Happy New Year to all, including to my many enemies and those who have fought me and lost so badly, they just don't know what to do. Love!
2: So he basically said. said, what, 75 million <laughs> Americans? Yeah, his
1: enemies. Yeah, 65 million uh, Americans who voted against him.
3: Right.
1: You know, including Amazing. to my many enemies and those who have fought. God, good God, the death of being presidential just one of of many, many, many chunks
2: We're a failed state at this point. We really are. And we are, and the scary thing about it is, you know, Silvio Berlusconi, he really couldn't cause a whole hell of a lot of trouble. Italy's Italy. Italy can't get it together enough to get the trains to run on time. (laughs) We're the United States of America. We have a massive nuclear arsenal. Our footstep, our footprint on this globe is very, very heavy. You know, when we sneeze, everybody catches cold. (laughs) Right. And we just installed a goddamn, you know, reckless idiot as our president, a yep. joke, yep. a punchline.
1: Yep. This guy, this guy in a few days is going to be delivering an inaugural address. China! This guy. Uh,
0: I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. This'll and a- I
2: mean, I, you, I can't even begin to fathom what that's going to be like. And I, I honestly, <laughs> I've, I've had people tell me, people who care about me, because like I said, I've been drinking too much. <laughs> I have people who care about me who have said, just do yourself a favor and don't watch. Yeah. Just don't. It's not worth it. Yeah, It's not worth it to get that angry and yeah. to be that f***ing terrified. You know, so
1: you're talking about not watching the inauguration?
2: Not watching the inauguration, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not going to be able to turn away. I'm not going to be able to look away. It's going to be like passing a, uh, a, a, you know, a car crash on the, on the freeway. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did he really start the lock her up chant during an inaugural address? Right, you know, yeah. Right,
2: when she's when she's right there sitting behind him. Yeah. I really wish that she and she and Bill Clinton weren't there. I really wish they'd made the decision not to be there. So really, all that was left was Jimmy Carter, who you know Jimmy Carter will go no matter what, and George W. Bush.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking his inaugural address is going to be somewhat similar to his convention speech, which I termed. I, I actually was tweeting about it as it was happening. It was basically just Trump yelling at the world. Right. Yeah. And I think his inaugural will be basically the same. Trump is writing
2: his own inaugural address. Oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah. Oh, good God, is that going to be embarrassing?
1: And he had this other guy who was helping him, who was, I believe, communications director for Michelle Bachman.
2: <laughs> so yeah. we're so doomed. Yeah, yeah.
1: His inaugural address, not having any understanding. I think this
2: is a movie. That, that like, illiterate idiot is writing his own inaugural address.
1: Yeah we're gonna I want to take one last break here, and then when we come back i want to i want to discuss this a little bit this idea of this illiterate idiot and how he's approaching the presidency from this and i don't mean i'm not saying this word in a pejorative sense but from like <sighs> It's from a lay perspective, from a lay person point of view of what the presidency is. He's got like this outside view of how how the presidency functions and how the president is supposed to behave, and he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. And this is how he's going to present his inaugural address. We'll take one last break and come back with more show right after this.
3: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius bath and body products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business
0: china this is the bob and ches show with bob seska and ches pazienza presented by bubblegenius.com
1: welcome back to the show today thank you for joining us and thank you for supporting the show at patreon.com slash bob and ches really appreciate everybody stepping up uh i posted a guy in my sick bed kind of a post on tuesday saying i oh, had no show i'm feeling terrible but please support the show at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. And everyone stepped up and went over and, uh, and signed up uh, for the show there. where you are going to get lots of free stuff. Uh, things like the postmortem show, an unbleeped uh, uncensored, uh, not safe work version of this show, plus the after party and lots of other stuff. That's at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. And thank you. Thank you for doing that. Okay. Um, so I want to talk about Trump's perspective of the president's his his point of view when it comes to how a president is supposed to behave and how uh how an inaugural address is supposed to go usually inaugural addresses are extraordinarily complicated they're dances between uh, uh federal departments and and statements of purpose and 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 things that are it's more poetry than prose It's uh, they're they're very complicated. They're they're paid attention to very closely by international leaders and domestic leaders uh, on top of all of that. There are high standards for rhetoric in inaugural addresses. Uh, There are high standards for presentation. If he gets up there and tries to do one of his. I'm going to read a little bit of prompter and then I'm going to start going off about crooked Hillary. Or Obamacare, or what? China! The, uh, uh, clown Chuck Schumer. He, he's... I, I, you know what, look, I was just about to make a prediction that he was going to be laughed off. He's not
2: going to be laughed off. Yeah, I, that's I, the I, thing. I, 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 can't, I can't predict anything anymore. Exactly. There is a part of me that wants to... I, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. It's like... We, and, and I know we've talked about this before, that that nothing... The election of Trump has upended everything that we held... held uh, as sort of strong beliefs. Polls yep. don't work. Right. Uh, institutions don't work. None of that stuff works. So I can't I can't guess what's going to happen. Yeah. I would like to believe that in a sane universe, if he starts ranting like that, the impeachment proceedings will immediately begin as as Congress starts wondering what in the hell they did.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm really wondering whether or not the Republicans will actually try to Of course they won't. No, that's
2: the thing. They've made it abundantly clear that the most important thing to them, they don't care who gets them into power as long as they're in power. That's all they care about
1: you know a little bit of uh of of republican background here something that they've already done which is never going to negatively impact them which it it really really should these are i mean this is another example of how all bets are off once trump was elected anything that happened before trump is completely irrelevant now any standards any sets of rules when it comes to consistency or hypocrisy done out the door They don't even matter anymore. I wish they did, and I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong.
2: No, I don't think so either.
1: The Republicans uh, the other day passed by a a margin of 51 to 48 in the Senate, a uh, budget resolution. And in this budget resolution, it calls for an eventual repeal of Obamacare. They're looking for, basically it calls for a repeal bill to be introduced by, at the very latest, January 27th. But on top of all of this, in this legislation, it not only calls for the Obamacare repeal, but it also, amazingly, calls for a $26 oh no, I take that back, $29 trillion national debt 10 years from now, basically, the Republicans just put into writing the fact that they're going to increase the national debt by $10 trillion over the next 10 years. What have they been screeching about for the last eight goddamn years about Barack Obama, who has, by the way, cut the deficit by $1 trillion? They've been talking about the national debt, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Barack Obama's spiking the national debt. We're all in debt. We're all going to die because of the national debt. And they just put into writing, authorized by 51 Republican senators, that they're going to increase the national debt from where it is right now, $19 trillion today. Yeah. to $29.1 trillion by 2026. That's, That's an insane. increase of about a $1 trillion a year. Not only that, but they're calling for an increase in the federal budget deficit to $1 trillion over the next 10 years. So next year, they're, they're projecting a budget deficit of $582 billion. You're, uh, in, by 2019, it's going to be uh, 600, $673 billion billion dollars i mean this is massive this is mad and i'm not just talking i'm not talking about the deficit numbers i'm talking about the fact that they have demonized i mean this is one of Mitt romney's major arguments during the 2012 election About the deficit and the debt and and how they're conflating and mixing up the two numbers and confusing people about all that crap. But basically, the upshot is that Barack Obama has done nothing but spend and basically the tax and spend liberal crap that we've been hearing since the 70s. Just horrendous. And now they pass this legislation. The only Republican who voted against this budget resolution was Rand Paul, by the way. Mm. Because he wants... He, he doesn't want to repeal Obamacare without an immediate replacement, which is maybe the most responsible... Well, the most responsible thing to do is to leave it the f*** alone. Right. And if, you, if there needs to be fixes and amendments along the way, do that...
2: But, but they this, won't, because it's political pettiness. That is yeah. Obama's singular achievement. That is his, that is his big legacy. Yeah. And so they have to undo it.
1: So, I mean, this is the Republican Party of t- 2017. We're going to repeal Obamacare. Screw 20 million to 30 million Americans out of health insurance. Why? Because they hate Obama.
2: That's it. That's exactly why. That's they, exactly. They can't it. have that. They can't have something lasting like that that has Obama's name on
1: it. Yeah. Why do they hate the Affordable Care Act? Because of this. Obama. That. <laughs> because they hate Obama. Therefore, I mean, it's hilarious. Someone was uh, someone tweeted me the other day and said they just got a, got done with an argument over uh, w- with a, a Trump troll who was insisting that the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare weren't the same thing. Oh, my God. I mean, we're just, we're through the looking glass. It is the absolutely amazing. The we have
2: to deal with these people is just staggering to me. Yeah. And again, that's the thing that social media has created. Everybody can speak to anybody. Everybody can speak. And you know what? I swear to God, I swear... It's beyond gatekeepers now. It's beyond bringing back the gatekeepers. I just, there's a part of me that just thinks I wish you had to pass some kind of fucking IQ test before you can go on social media and talk about anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you know, here's the biggest whoops of the last uh, couple of weeks. There was a CNN segment uh, last week featuring people who live in Eastern Kentucky in coal country, and they voted for Trump in overwhelming numbers because he promised to bring back coal jobs. Now, they're worried that a provision in the ACA, in, the, in Obamacare, that they hate makes it easier for long-time coal miners with black lung disease to get disability benefits. That could be eliminated along with the uh, along with the law. The provision shifted the burden of proving that the disability was directly caused by work in the mines away again, from the again, victim. Again, the, f-
2: the thing is, the facts here, the facts here don't matter. The statistics have never mattered. All that's yeah. mattered is this weird bullshit Um we don't like Obama. You know, we in Kentucky don't like him because he's an elitist. Right. And it's that, it's that, you know, well, they're those elitists on the coasts, they don't understand us. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but you know what? Actually, his policies are working out pretty well for you overall. Some don't. That's fine. That's fair. It's the way it should be. It should be that you have legitimate complaints and, and they deserve to be listened to. Yeah. But that's not how it is. It's, you know what? You're not paying enough attention to us. It's whiny fucking babies. And it's you effete liberals who who bother learning things and, and having expertise. And I don't want that. I want somebody I can have a beer with, which is such crap. Yeah. Because if you think Donald Trump's going to want to have a beer with you, holy hell, Donald, Donald Trump would sooner piss on you than have a beer with you. Oh, yeah. He totally. spent his entire life building buildings designed to keep you out. Right. And,
1: uh, you know, on the uh, post-mortem show, we're going to talk about uh, speaking of exactly what you're talking about. Trump and his uh, and his pal at Mar-a-Lago on New Year's Eve. Did you see that Trump was partying yeah. with Joey No Socks? Yep. <laughs> we're going to talk about that on the post. Wait, is that, not is that a spoil. different
2: guy? Is that a different guy than Joe Scarborough? is that his mafia name? No, this is a different guy.
1: Okay. There was Joe, Joe Scarborough, of course. Joe, Joe Scarborough, Joey, Joey and, the Scar. And his, yeah, his TV wife uh, Mika were partying with Trump at Mar-a-Lago because of well press accountability, right? No, there's another guy, and he's in all the B-roll footage of Trump talking with the orange background and the tuxedo and everything like that, and, he's la- and this guy next to him is laughing and applauding. I mean, he's right next to Trump, standing on a stage in Mar-a-Lago, talking to his, his throng of, uh, of uh, fans and sycophants at, uh, at the New Year's Eve party. The guy's nickname is Joey No Socks. Oh, that's amazing. Awesome. Wait do we talk about that on the post show, but meanwhile... You see, uh, uh, just to wrap up the show with this. Marsha Blackburn, uh, Congressperson, <laughs> posted a poll on uh, on Twitter. Poll said, "Do you support the repeal of Obamacare?" RT if you do, and share what you want to see as the replacement. The poll uh, just had two options: yes or no. Yes, sixteen <laughs> percent. No, eighty-four percent. Eighty-four percent. Don't repeal Obamacare. I'm, try- I'm actually trying to get going on, uh, on Twitter some sort of hashtag like tiny hands off my Obamacare. Something like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is only going to antagonize Donald Trump. David K. Johnson was saying on MSNBC the other night that Trump actually delights in hurting his enemies. Ma- does, making them so. And I-, I think he considers everyone who voted against him his enemy.
2: He absolutely does. Yes, he does so by he he delights he delights in taunting them he delights in hurting them he delights in humiliating them that was that was the whole thing with Mitt Romney yeah Mitt Romney stood against him so Trump utterly humiliated him
1: and and the thing is and I keep going back I mentioned this even before the Christmas break that the indication I'm getting on Twitter and on Facebook and 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 reading things that are going on in the news I get the feeling that Trump supporters think that they're just going to be immunized somehow, that they're not going to be damaged by the Trump hurricane, that somehow they're going to get a free pass. Like when they go up to the, you know, when they're being loaded into the trains, they'll have a special card that says, I voted for Trump, make America great again. And I was, oh, okay, you can step aside. You don't have to get on the train.
2: Yeah, it's actually the Make America Great Again hats. That's what we never knew. That's what you're supposed to wear (laughs) during the great calling. (coughs) That's
1: right. That's the calling. That's your your
2: armband that keeps you off the train. (laughs)
1: That's right. And, you know, by the way, I made it through most of the show without coughing, and I just did. Fun. Fun times. Well, thanks for uh, 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 bearing with me uh, over the missed show on Tuesday. But we are back in full force to uh, take on the Trump crisis as best we can. I think a lot of people are concerned that there's really nothing that can be done uh, to stop the Republicans to stop the Trump administration. Let the uh, the the ethics committee flap earlier this week be evidence that you can stop Trump. You
2: can. It it, it is something as simple as picking up the phone. It is a good idea that you're going to, but you're going to have to not be apathetic. And it's a tough thing. Yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons why I've been dropping out a little bit. You know, I'm, I don't want to have to do it and it's not a matter of being inconvenienced. I'm not one of those types of Americans, but it just, it's just daunting. Yeah. But yeah, you you know, it it did prove that you can pick up the phone and just bombard your congressman or congresswoman with angry phone calls and it it will get done. Yeah, exactly right. It's it's, and it's,
1: It's not even the message of the phone call. It's the fact that their phones are clogged. I mean, and I think that's a really important aspect of all of this. Stopping them from being able to do regular business is a big deal. And you don't necessarily need to go. Like, I know there was a sit-in at, uh, what was it, Jeff Sessions' office? There was a sit-in there with uh, NAACP activists. You don't necessarily need to do that And that's and that's great I'm glad to see that that ha- actually happened Because that might actually get him to withdraw But uh, You can also do that with the telephone You can do that with email You can do that with uh, Twitter Just make it impossible for them to do business Especially with phones If you shut down their phone lines By just people calling all the time And saying no, no, no Tiny hands off my Obamacare That will You know, they're going to listen to that and who knows maybe they'll back off maybe they won't but we have to try there's no two ways about it, it has to happen they have to try democrats have to do better activists have to do better the crisis is too great to ignore or to say Ugh, i give up don't fight. Fight, fight 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 post-mortem show coming up next see you there bye-bye